Hello, and welcome to Babblings of a 20-something. Babblings is an audio diary podcast. It's my stream of consciousness and really my quarter-life crisis attempt at redirection. You get it. It's hosted by me, Allianne, and each week I'm going to babble about what's going on in my life, the lessons I'm learning, but like really just all the shitty dating that I'm doing. I have got to talk to somebody about this. Basically, I'm documenting my 20-somethings for all of our entertainment and maybe just maybe you can relate if not it's at least gonna be funny (laughs) as always explicit and graphic content warning i just really really want to put that out there who knows what i'm gonna say and i will talk about it explicitly and graphically seriously if you're gonna get offended don't listen i'm i'm really just saying that because i don't want any of my family to text me you know you get it anyways love you and enjoy Hello, welcome back. Welcome to episode six of Babblings with a 20-something. I'm so excited if you are here. Thank you so much for tuning in. My episode five, last time I checked, had like 38 views. (laughs) Are you guys kidding me? Stop it. I love it. Like, Like, I think some people would think that, I don't know, I have no expectations and I just love it. I just love that people are listening um, because... I mean, mine as well, and I do love to entertain, and I do love to share. With that being said, it is episode six, and it is my Valentine's Day special. Was that cute? Did you guys like that? Thanks. This is coming out on Monday the 13th, right? Because I'm pretty sure Tuesday is actually Valentine's Day. Let me check. Yeah. Tuesday is actually Valentine's Day, so this is coming out on Monday, but I thought this would be a perfect opportunity. I love Valentine's Day, clearly. You guys, if you're watching, I've got my heart headband on. I'm in, like, a black, silky, oh, hat. I'm in, like, a black, silky pajama set, which is cute. I hung up hearts behind me. I'm sorry if it's dark, but... I missed the sun. Sorry. It's been a busy day. I did have to do other things. Um, But I've got my candles lit. You see my roses that I got for myself. So there are, you know, it's like sensual. It's like playing into the vibe. The like darkness is making it romantic. Agree or disagree? Let me know in the comments. Oh, shit. I think I put my foot on. Valentine's Day is honestly one of my favorite holidays. I feel like a lot of people feel like it's really manufactured, and obviously it is. It's a holiday, you know, to spend money. Duh. But I love love. So for me, it's just another day to put on pink and hearts. And I mean, I'm the same almost every day. So I spread love and joy everywhere I go. I try and sprinkle it behind me. But on Valentine's Day, it's just a little extra special. It's a little extra sweeter. And, you know, babblings of a 20-something. Graphic content warning. We're going to get a little spicy. We're going to talk about a little bit of, you know, who knows what's going to come. Well, I know it's going to come up because I have notes. But 
I rarely follow my notes, so we will see what's going to come up. I wanted to get wine, but I forgot. And so the only thing that, like, I really feel like drinking right now is Fireball. So we've got my champagne flute of Fireball. So I'm gonna need, I need to take a drink. And then, and then let's get into it. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm gonna have to chase it with water. This is what grown-ups do, okay? All you little hoes out there, this is what grown-ups do. It tastes fireball with water. I'm not going to do this whole thing. I'm going to do half. Five, four, three, two, one. Mm. I could have done all of that. Woo! All right. Are you ready to get spicy? Speaking of Valentine's, I don't have a Valentine this year. Aww. Tears. But you guys, I'm not sad because it's going to be the first year in a long time that I don't have to force someone to be my Valentine because they think it's stupid and that Valentine's Day should be every day of the year. Well, baby, I would love Valentine's Day to be every day of the year. But um, you're not getting me flowers any other motherfucking day of the year, okay? I'm not getting chocolates any other day. I'm not getting anything romantic any other day. So, oh my god. Especially because it's my favorite holiday. Like, sometimes I just think relationships are so much about compromise. And that's one of those things that it's not hard to participate in. It's not hard if your partner really loves and enjoys celebrating holidays and specifically loves valentine's day and i don't ask for a like a lot like i got this from the dollar tree and just decorated like just to be i just like to be fun and to be cute it's fun and i grew up in a house where i got a valentine's day present every day from my mom so like um you're not gonna give me a valentine like i've been getting a valentine's day present every single year and my papa will usually get me something so, oh, that brings me on another note. But we're going to have to circle back. We're going to have to circle back because I want to talk about that later. Because first, 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 I turned the light on because it was getting really dark. Okay. First, first, first. First things first. Hot take of the week. Here's my hot take. Um, Hot take. We need to decriminalize sex work. And that's not really a hot take. Because people have been saying that forever, and a lot of people have been working very hard for a very long time to try and make that accomplished, but it's not something that gets talked a lot about. I mean, especially in mainstream media, and one, because it's taboo, because it's sex, right? And then it's sex work, and we've all been conditioned with these patriarchal like extremely conservative biblical bullshit to make us feel like we can't be empowered through sex and that it is negative and it's really just to keep women down a big part of it um to keep anybody that wants to express themselves down and i think when you're in touch with your sexual power no one can take you down. Honestly. I mean, you go, 
look at Cleopatra, like the greatest seductress of all time. She was in her sexual power and I'm sure it was devastating. And it's also a case of a woman being in a place where that was all she had to use. But I think, you know, it goes to show that maybe not so much has changed still in this day. Like Cleopatra, I think a lot of us feel like our sexuality and pleasing a man is the way that we're going to further ourselves and get ahead. Anyways, side note, <laughs> but I'm talking about sex work specifically and decriminalizing it. I was reading a couple articles. You guys, it's so easy to go on Google Scholar and Google scholarly articles instead of just Googling regular Google because, you know, you're still going to find, you know, things that aren't sourced well or aren't cited or made it like you're still going to find like maybe things that you shouldn't completely you know like believe a thousand percent but it's totally better and you're going to get a better perspective I think when you're like looking at like scholarly articles of how they're going to lay things out versus god love them but like versus a cosmopolitan article that will pop up if you were to google decriminalized sex work anyways I was reading this article and it's been on my mind a lot. I mean, it's always been on my mind because sex work is on my mind a lot. And also sex trafficking is on my mind a lot. And I think people don't, I think people conflate the two. Is that the right word? I hope I use that correctly. People try to enmesh them and make them the same thing, but they're totally separate. Yes, they intermingle and uphold the other, but sex work isn't innately bad. Sex trafficking, yes, that's bad. Sex work, someone who is an, a consenting adult who wants to use their sexual nature to support themselves, there's obviously customers, right? I think everybody forgets that. It's not like there aren't consumers for the product that sex workers are giving. There are consumers and it's not as if the product goes away, the need won't go away. It's never going to go away. And so I was reading this article and it's talking about how there's like three different ways um, that people look at what to do with sex work. Let me actually, can I read you guys the abstract? Can I read you the abstract? Because it was really good. I'm going to link a bunch of stuff in the notes for today's episode. This is also a good, like, first run of me doing, like, doing a little bit extra prep work on working on something and researching something a little bit for you guys. So let me know how you like that. Definitely make sure to check out the episode notes and the description for all the links to anything that I cite and even more links. Okay, so this was from like a PhD, PhD student who's getting, who's studying sociology of sexuality. It's called Decriminalization of Sex Work, Feminist Discourses in Light of Research by Jacqueline Comte. I'm assuming that's how you say that last name. Again, it's going to be 
linked below. But I just wanted to read you guys the abstract because I think it gives you a good overview of what it's about and what I'm going to talk about that like I've been pulling away from it. Three main ideological stances exist regarding sex work issues. Abolitionism, sex-positive feminism, and decriminalization. We argue for decriminalization based on decades of research results. Researchers on female sex workers are most often done through feminist theory and focus on gender relations and on the experience of oppression and or agency. They examine the motivation to do sex work, the experience of being objectified, the stigma related to sex work, and finally, the impact of this kind of work on self-esteem, on couple relationships, and on social relationships. Researches on male sex workers examine power dynamics, representations of masculinity, self-perception, and the socioeconomic conditions that lead to sex work and influence safe sex practices. Usually, feminist approaches do not take the experiences of male sex workers into account. However, taking these experiences into consideration would give a broader perspective to the understanding of sex work as the experiences of male sex workers show many aspects similar to those of female sex workers. We contend that a woman's sexual experience has been socially constructed as being part of her identity in such a way that she becomes socially devalued whenever she does not comply to the norms. Thus, making sex work a degrading, in quotations, experience, though it is not intrinsically so. So that's exactly what I'm saying. It is not inherently bad the same way that sex trafficking, the crime, is inherently bad Yes, you're, like, trafficking humans for the purposes of sex and sex work. And obviously, they're probably not getting compensated. They're there against their will. They've been kidnapped, yada, yada, yada. And that is a huge issue. Where I live in Ohio, there's a very, very high rate of trafficking. I have had personal, up-close experience with someone being trafficked. And they're and they had a child, like, so I'm not negating that fact, but I'm not getting into the whole save the children bullshit. Sorry, this is not a QAnon podcast. Go listen to somebody else, okay? Yes, sex trafficking is a problem, and I think that people think, like, if we get rid of sex work, then it's going to get rid of everything, and I just don't think that it's plausible to, one, say we can completely abolish sex work in every capacity because obviously it's been created out of a necessity and out of, you know, a consumer looking for a product. And so, and mainly, you know, men looking for a product. And if they want something, they're going to find a way to get it and to make it happen. And also, I think that takes away the agency from the people participating and consenting to participate in sex work, they want to do that. So now you're taking away what could be a work option to support them from them for some, from something and taking away that agency and thinking that they don't really want to do that or they're just doing it out of necessity. That might not be always the case. So, that's why I'm talking about decriminalization, because I think 
once we start stop making these things crimes and also the article talks a lot about taking away what that would do and and i agree and i have the same thoughts on how decriminalization and taking away the stigma go hand in hand so much taking that away from sex work takes it out of the dark and sheds light onto it and i don't understand how people don't get that like if you make it legal then they're gonna have to put legal boundaries and rules in place to make sure to make sure even more that it's safe instead of it being shady and dark and obviously sex workers are scared to go to the police because they all are fucking bastards and they're going to get charged with a crime in turn instead of going to you know the police looking for help because somebody harmed them they're not going to report it because they're going to get charged themselves right so if they're not going to get charged with the crime then they're so much more likely to obviously report a crime that happened to them or a time that they felt unsafe or if they're in a situation where they're providing a service to then call the police or call for help and not have the fear of themselves getting in trouble as well. It also helps be able to crack down on these people that are facilitating the trafficking. Because if it's legal to do this sex work, then don't you think like how you have a job and you have to have all of these things and you go through a process and there's like security process there's background checks there's all these orders of like procedures there's policies obviously yes crime still can still go on because it happens everywhere whether there's policy and laws or not but if there are more standards practices policies and procedures in order to do this sex work legally then that obviously doesn't incentivize the people that are doing the trafficking to do this more because they're more at risk. Or also, if someone is being trafficked, like it's, I'm saying it's going to be harder for them to facilitate those types of meetings if, you know, somebody is running a legit um, sex working business, I, you know, I don't know where it's like legit and instead of it being like some shady warehouse building like no you can't just stick a 16 year old in there whereas in the warehouse where like there's no regulations no protection no oversight yeah you're gonna throw a fucking 13 year old in there nobody's gonna say shit because you're all there under the same fucking pretenses and then if someone is being trafficked, they're more likely to go and ask for help than to get out of that situation because they won't in turn be charged with a crime. I have personal hands-on experience of someone not wanting help because they themselves would have been charged with a crime. I have personal hands-on experience of the police, child services, not doing anything to try and intervene on this situation. And if doing what that mother was doing was legal, and if she would have gone to the police and not been threatened to go to jail, to be arrested, and to have her child taken away for her, from her, then she would have been able to say, help, help me, without then in turn also fearing for her own life and consequences in her own life. 
Like, does that not compute with these fucktards? I don't get it. I don't get it, and I think it goes to the idea that people think that sex workers are doing it all the time only out of necessity or because they have to. But I feel like with OnlyFans, the rise of OnlyFans has only shown us that there are a lot of people consenting and wanting to participate and are that are fine participating in sex work because they see the money and it is what it is and I want to get paid. I was reading another article. I will, what's it called? Of course, like I said, it'll be linked. Um, but it's called Sexual Attitudes and Characteristics of OnlyFans Users. Stacy Diane Aranas, Megan Special, and Richard S. Balkin. 2022. Um, but I just pulled out, this was interesting, that um, during COVID, because if I think back to when I think that, you know, OnlyFans really started to go on the rise, obviously COVID. And so I was kind of looking for some information on that. And they said in this research article that they saw that OnlyFans saw a 75% increase of signups during the months of March and April 2020. And they attribute that sign-up really to COVID and sex workers being displaced from, like, face-on-face interactions and other people being unemployed and seeing the opportunity that was sex work on OnlyFans. And then it continued to be popular, and I think that's for a reason, and for many sex workers were able to then gain notoriety, fame, and make money on OnlyFans, it was a really great platform and a way for them to finally have control over the content that they are putting out, the pricing that they are putting things out, and just having a lot of more control and also putting some separation and some guidelines and some safety into their lives that maybe they didn't have before. There's some really great, um, probably Vice documentaries. I, I'm pretty sure it was Vice when I watched it about sex work. One of it was about in DC. But you just look at these sex workers, and a lot of them are asking for decriminalization. They're not asking for abolition. They're asking for the right to do what they're doing, to not for it to not be a crime, and then for there to be additional safety policy regulations and guidelines for this profession that is you know the beginning of time profession prostitution is nothing new no sex work is new and for a long time all that women could be and all that some not even just women i think also like displaced men queer people anybody that didn't have the upper hand anybody that wasn't white a white man in society cis man in society turned to sex work when they were outcasts because it was a way that they could make money and it was a way and it was it was already a business and they're already customers so i think people really get fucked up in the head when they start thinking about sex work and start thinking about only sex workers because who is the fucking consumer? Your husband is the consumer. Y'all are so worried about hashtag save the motherfucking QAnon kids. Y'all are not worried about, you know, who's most likely to be a predator? Somebody you know. 
somebody you know. So I would worry about your house before you go worrying about my girl Tiffany's house, okay? Because Tiffany's making bank and she wants to feel safe making bank. Hashtag decriminalize sex work. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't thought about having, I gotta stretch, sorry, about having an OnlyFans? Who hasn't thought about having an OnlyFans? I have, obviously, hello. I mean, like, the gun has been bought, the bullets are loaded, safety's off. I just gotta crack it and pull it, bitch. I just gotta pull the trigger. I just haven't felt like it. I'm not sure if I need to. And I'm so anxious, but it's not like I haven't thought about it. I'm a very sexual person and probably should be something I'd be good at. So cute, I can't take it. You're on my podcast. Do you want to say hi? Oh, hi. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I'm having a fantastic week. Bud and I has our first dance today, so that's a fun thing. Yay. I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay. okay. Bye, baby. Bye. All right. Well, I've just been a bit bopping and bullshitting away. Okay. What was I talking about? <laughs> I think I'm done talking about OnlyFans. I just got so distracted. That was my mom. She just called me. My sister's going to her first school dance ever, but it's also her first freshman dance for Valentine's Day. She's just a little baby. I love her so much. I can't believe it. Like, seeing... So we're 10 years apart, and just seeing her, especially the last few months blossom into this like beautiful amazing person but also like be little like me's and like little of my like little of my siblings like she's just all of us so combined it's so precious and it's really making me feel old (laughs) it's really making me feel old because I still feel like that teenager in high school so for her to not be that and to be acting that way and to be so fucking cool is bizarre but I love my baby shout out she's gonna be on the podcast sometime because she's gonna nag me till the end of days if I do not get her on my podcast so it's Valentine's Day. Like I said, this is going to be my first Valentine's Day in a while without a Valentine, but it's going to probably feel like every other Valentine's Day. So when I did have a Valentine, so it's probably fine. <laughs> no, I'm just, it is hard though. It is hard being single and all the love flying around. And I talked a lot about last week about being a lover girl and feeling, feeling very romantic, but not having anybody to, um, apply those feelings too. It's a little overwhelming, but it again is exciting and I'm just really glad that I feel those feelings and that I feel like my cup is full enough because I'm doing so much self-love that I it runneth over, like I said. So it but it is hard. And it can get lonely. Um and I think people, you know, this is just like I said, it is, you know, the holiday, a Hallmark holiday, and it is definitely a time where people can use to 
show off their relationship in a better light than maybe their relationship really is in. You know, you never really know. You can't go off social media. You, if you looked at my relationship, you probably never would have thought we had broken up. Anybody that's known me, so many have told to me that they thought that was a for sure thing, and it wasn't. And so this Valentine's Day, I need you to get the fuck over your ex. Sorry to my ex. You're probably going to want to skip this part. Sending you love, peace and love. But you're not going to want to listen to this segment because I'm not, I'm going to be serious. Because I need you guys to get over your exes. Because how am I over my ex and you bitches aren't over your ex? I've been in love with this man for 14 years. And I have enough self-control to have space, time, and distance. And y'all are in situationships with somebody you've known for, I don't know, even if you've known them for three years, what are you doing? Get off the ground. Stand up. I saw this TikTok and it was like, do you want to walk down the aisle and imagine that person that you're walking down to doing the thing that they did to hurt you? No, you don't. And somebody's like, oh my God, I never thought of that. Why do you think I broke up? Because I constantly always thought, oh my God, how am I going to commit to the rest of my life? How am I going to walk down an aisle in front of all the people that we both love and cherish and respect and say that I, and not picture all of the bullshit that you did to me? How do you not picture all the bullshit I did to you? Like, no, at some point you got to draw the line and you do not want that man that did that to you to be the man that you walk on the aisle to. I promise you. I promise you. And you can work through things and things happen. And like my mom always says, you can work through the amount of challenge that you personally are capable of working through. But you need to know your limits. And if you met your limits and broke up, you guys, get over your ex. I don't know. Like, I feel like all I have to do is... I'm sorry that I'm, like, cold-hearted and a bitch, but I'm not. I just, like, don't pick up the phone and text. Like, don't send the text. Put your phone down and don't send the text. If you need to stop and screen record this or do whatever you need to do, if you take anything from this episode and you need this as your alarm, stop. Put your phone down. Don't send that text. They're a piece of shit. And they're not worth your time because you need to get the fuck over your ex. Get over it. Get over them. Get over your ex. If you're supposedly done with someone, get over it. In the words of Miley Cyrus, I'm into a lot of freaky stuff, but I don't fuck dead guys. And once you're gone, you're dead to me. And that's how I feel too. Not with everybody, but I don't know. I just feel like at some point, you have to take responsibility for what you're enabling to happen in your life. You can't control other people. You can't control if he messages you. You can't control if he DMs you. You can't control if he's watching your stories. You can't control any, if he, you know, if he calls you, you can't control any of that. What you can control is whether you, one, care whether you two block him, and whether you three answer. He can text you, don't respond. If there's not a mean, if, if a response isn't necessary, or if it's just to cause drama, don't respond. If he hasn't messaged you, 
and I'm saying he, but this is a he, they, them, she, her. This is an everyone, anybody opposing you, just in most of my situations. In all of my situations, my exes have been men, so I'm just getting my frustration of men out. But please apply as necessary to yourself, okay? Oh, no, I forgot what I was saying. If you're saying you're done with him, and he's done something to make you be done, or they've done something to break your trust, to hurt your feelings, they haven't been adequately holding up their end of the bargain as your partner and times get tough and I've been in a long-term relationship and I I know the difference between like settling and having like platonic months versus romantic months and being with a roommate conversation like I get that whole thing there's a difference between just having to deal with a, the longevity of a relationship and what that means when you're spending so much repeated time with someone, you do have to work in order to to continue. You have to continue to choose to love someone. But there's a difference between that and cheating. Personally, somebody asked me, they're like, you would be upset if like your partner hooked up with someone. Yeah, if that's not like the boundaries set. If I, if, if those are the rule, aren't the rules we're playing by, like, just tell me the rules. I'm a bit, tell me the rules. And if I agree with those rules, I'll go with them. And I'm up to a lot of different kind of rules. Some days I want this rule. Some days I want that rule. I don't know. But if the rule is that neither of us are going to talk to anybody else, sleep with anybody else, get emotionally involved with anybody else, then those are the rules that I'm personally playing by. And I expect you to play by so if they're not playing by the rules, they did something to hurt you to the point where you need to end that relationship, end the relationship, get over it. How do you do that, Allie? You need to work on yourself. You need to turn inwards. You need to turn all of that energy inwards and you need to work on self-love. You need to be tracking your thoughts. Why do you need this validation? What's like what are what are you trying to fill up with the validation from this other person? Why do you feel the need to continue to prolong the inevitable, which is you don't need to be together? So like why like prolong it? Like you're the universe is like, what are you like you're gonna keep doing this? Then we're gonna have to keep waiting for you to stop in order to give you what's next. Break the cycle, cut that shit off cut them off, work on, you have to know, and it, it comes from, and it does working on yourself, working on self-love, working on self-worth, and knowing that at the end of the day, you came into this world with yourself, you're going to go out of this world with yourself, when no one is around, all you're going to have is yourself. Can you live with yourself if you continue this behavior and you continue this energy in your life? Because if you continue this negative energy, you continue in this negative cycle, you're never, how are you going to meet the person you're supposed to be with? How are you going to meet that person that's going to love you unconditionally and be there for you if you can't get over this person that does not love you and respect your boundaries? That means you don't respect your boundaries. That is a hard fucking lesson I had to learn is that if they don't respect my boundaries and I continue to leave them around, that means I don't fucking respect myself. 
I'm getting heated. I'm getting heated. I love you guys. I don't mean to get heated. I don't mean to get heated. I just, I just want us to respect ourselves. I want you guys to like let these shitty partners go. Stop putting up with shitty shit. And it's hard. It is hard. People, you know, if you're someone in my life and you think that I didn't have a hard time with my breakup, you're crazy. I had an awful time. It was the most devastating thing that I've ever done and I've, all, and I've gone through so many things in my life. And it was one of the most devastating things that I've ever done because ultimately I was breaking my life down to the studs and saying, this is not the life that I want to continue living and I need to do it now before I get in deeper. It's going to hurt this much now. It's going to hurt even worse if it's in 10 years and we have two kids and house. You know? It's going to How much worse is it going to hurt? And then definitely there's the fear of being alone, the fear of not being loved. I don't want to, like, keep repeating myself. But that goes back to doing the work to knowing that you are enough. And also, I'm not like this like super pseudo like this like new age spirituality like you like blah 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 like and that's not what I'm talking about because I don't think you need to be fully healed in order to be in an amazing relationship. But I do think you need to at least show up 90% together. Or at least in that 10% is things that like aren't going to enable bad behavior. There are things that like probably need to be worked on, may come up, but they're not going to harm physically, emotionally, mentally, anyone in the relationship. Otherwise, you need to you need to work through some things before you're in a relationship with someone else to stop distracting from all of the things that you need to work on. Okay. So shout out to all of you um i'm gonna get up here like i'm just tired of you bitches like come on level up come with me get over them don't let them treat you like that you know what i said one time i said i will let you know i'll let you know when i need you that's what i said (laughs) um let's take a knee Cheers to loving ourselves. I'm in the link below this self-love course that I'm doing. It's just a really cute little module. It's a free one. She has a much larger in-depth one. It's a free one. And also if you're into like witchy stuff, you're gonna like this too. But it has helped me give me some really good journal prompts and all that stuff for free. Why not? You know? Cheers to loving ourselves, hitting our exes, and fucking the rest is cheers. Happy Valentine's Day! Okay, now that you've gotten over your ex, now that you're with your ex, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. If you're only watching visual corn, and I said corn, but you know what I mean adult entertainment, if you're only watching visual, baby, whew, sorry, 
Ayun The fireball. The fireball's got me hot. <laughs> the fireball's got me hot. <laughs> Ooh, the fireball and the thought of Quinn has got me hot tonight. Okay. Here's the thing. You need to be getting your corn through smut. We'll use smut, so we're going to switch to smut. You need to be getting your smut, whatever is going to rev your engine. If you're not reading or listening to audio to get your smut, what are you doing? What are you doing? AO3, fanfiction.com, Wattpad, if you must. If you don't start reading some horny books, what are you doing? You need to open your mind, and then you need to have your partner read that book. So that they can open their mind. And you can be like, oh my god. Because, and I think here's the difference, especially between a lot of, like, visual corn, because it's smut. Because it's so produced and so much made for, like, a cis, hetero male audience. That there's a lot of us who oppose that or identify, um, you know, as femme have kind of internalized that and have used it to create our own sexual fantasies. I think the power behind reading smut, because especially a lot of the time it's going to be written by women, you know, it's going to be written by a woman author and you just see the difference. You see the difference when you're listening to audio. So I use Quinn. I have a Quinn membership. Quinn sponsor me. Um, And it's my favorite thing in the entire world. I listen to an audio pretty much every night and it goes along the same thing as like reading my smutty books where there's just a lot of mental engagement and with visual corn, you're not getting that same kind of stimulation and the same thing in the books. It's a lot of the masculine figure in the relationship it's a lot of them like just actually acknowledging the feminine as a person or that they're smart or talking to them or talking them through it and and I love talking and I love being romantic and you know it's all of those things that get wrapped up into it that make it such an experience and especially for women people that identify as femme queer like the just straight doing it doesn't do anything for me. And I'm saying for specific people, but I think it's for everyone. I think everyone, he, they, she, should be listening to audio corn to smut. I think everybody should be listening to it because I think it's all something that we're missing because while, like, traditional corn has been developed for that cis hetero man there are so many men or masculines that don't want to don't want that that also want the um engagement of talking of romantic of connection of sensuality of not just the hit it and quit it stereotype and i think it really unlocks this door people to see that 
the image of sex that is thrown at us constantly is not what sex is and to really dive into like an intimate relationship and what that can look like and i do a lot of manifesting <laughs> um if you want to do like sex magic or whatever i do a lot of manifesting and a lot of that comes from me because like this these kind of interactions with this kind of like gentleness it doesn't always have to be gentle not gentle in a way of like not rough but gentle in a way of like caring of romantic of seeing each other of understanding that we that i'm a person i think like these are the kind of interactions you know that i want to have and i think it's really important to open yourself up and to know because you don't you can't know what to ask for if you don't know what that looks like how do you ask for something without knowing or experiencing what that is especially if the other person on the other side also has never experienced that kind of very intimate um sexual encounter that's not just the typical you know rough throw you around hit it and quit it smack you like it's just like that's just so not what sex is and that's also so not what kink is you know what's displayed to us kink is so consensual and so gentle and so loving even if that is not what it looks like there has to be that in order for it to be a safe place for people to express themselves. And so whether it's kink or not, it has to be, the bedroom has to be a safe place. And I think a lot of that comes with communication, understanding your part, what your partner likes, your partner's love style, understanding and communicating and saying, you know, do you like this? Or I like this? Or wait, you know, like we don't communicate, communicate, say what you want. And when you take that barrier down of like, there can't be conversation or interaction, it just has to be the act. When you get rid of that idea and take that barrier down, the communication is just free flowing. You know, what do you want me to tell you? I'll tell you. What do you want me to say? I'll say it. You guys, I've been thinking, I saw a TikTok because Quinn is on TikTok so much, and I saw that you could submit to be a content creator, and I've kind of been thinking about it. I just, I don't know. I'm going to give you guys, this is my audition. Let me know what you think, and I might send it in for, as an actual audition for Quinn. Are you ready? <clears throat> hey. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> No, I know. I I missed you too. I've just been so busy. Yeah. Wait, come here. <laughs> no, I don't. You just. What do you mean? Why am I giggling so much? <laughs> you know, you just. You just. <laughs> you make me giggle. <laughs> come here. Yeah, come here. I wanna I wanna be close. Ah what did you guys think of that? That's my audition. I'm not gonna make any sounds for you. That's like a whole exposition. What do you think of my scene? Do I ah, ah. No, that's not what that's not how I would sound if I was doing an audio. I'd be like ah. 
<laughs> edit it out, edit it out, edit it out, edit it out. <laughs> Whatever I just said needs to be edited out, edited out. <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, guys, look into Quinn. Um, look up some smut. If you're looking for some like book smut, all you gotta do is go on Book Talk and go to Spicy Book Talk. You're gonna find all the wrecks and all the different kinds of categories. If you want an ice, space, barbarian, a blue man from outer space, the huge dong, you can get them. If you're like me and you want Draco and Hermione fan fiction, specifically eighth year, and they bang in the astronomy tower, I got you on that too. Hit me up if you want Rex. Um, <laughs> With that being said, I hope you guys have a fantastic Valentine's Day. And even if you don't have a Valentine or a Galentine or whatever, I just hope that you take the day to respect yourself, to love yourself, and to put some energy into the amazing person that you are. Please make sure to check out the different links below. I also am going to link some amazing organizations that are out there working on behalf of sex workers. A lot of them are sex worker led which are amazing organizations so check that out if that's something you feel called to and want to participate in if you need an idea of some kind of self-love for you to do i would suggest on friday the day of venus take some time meditate go out for a walk do a little bit of journaling about uh i don't know i'll put a journal prompt below for self-love and just take the day loving yourself buy yourself some roses like i do every friday and take the time to appreciate all that you have. This was episode six of Balance of a 20-something. I hope you took something away. If anything, I hope you took away my wreck for audio porn. Anyways, love you guys. Bye! Woohoo! You made it! Thank you for listening to Babblings of a 20-something. Babblings is produced, edited, and hosted by yours truly, Allie Ann. You can find Babblings across podcast platforms and watch the full episode with video on our YouTube channel. Check out our website with all of the links and descriptions. It's down there somewhere in the show notes. You'll get it. Okay, love you. Bye.